Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is not. It's a different name. It's Tom Ryman. Yeah. Yeah. And we just watched Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Nope. Nope. No, let's keep going. Let's just move on. Let's, Moving on. Yeah, Here le- we go. Leave that where it fell. I don't know. We had some options. We had that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, we Texas had. Chainsaw, uh, which I'll just do my We Just Watched for that right now. It's a real piece of shit, but there is yep. a lot of chainsaw massacring. So take that or leave that. Yeah. So far, I've left it. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I have not watched it. Uh, we could have done Nightmare Alley, but uh, that's I, that's true. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do plan on watching that. But it's one of those things where it's kind of just like snuck onto streaming, right? Like right. Just, it's like, like literally like not much fanfare. last night. I was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. It's on like three streaming services. Yeah. Hey, hey, Nightmare Alley. Maybe advertise. Maybe uh, advertise. I don't think they have too much control over that. That's fair, <clears throat> but we wanted to signal boost this little little show here. Yeah, Peacemaker, <laughs> this underseen program, Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. No, it fe- it felt like something that we well, probably needed to talk about. And Peacemaker, f- from what I noticed in my particular social media bubble, seemed to be a steady build. Like it didn't start right out of the gate with like a bunch of fans. It like added people each oh, week. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember. Obviously, the theme. The the opening credits, the opening credits got a lot yeah. of uh, uh you know a lot of coverage a lot of viral coverage but yeah you're right is I could it got more and more over time mm-hmm. uh the show does seem made to like go viral like just that opening um which we should probably talk about because I yeah, thought the opening it's it's fun and it's like meme and stuff it also kind of perfectly represented the show. Yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how else to describe that where it's like they're all it's the fact that they're doing this dumb dance but they're completely serious. Yeah. Uh and that kind of represents everything <laughs> is this stupid fucking dance that they're all doing uh and they're all taking extremely seriously. Uh that's what I felt like Peacemaker kind of is. Yeah, I is think is that it's this combination of serious subject but like, you know, what are we doing this is silly it's silly yeah and sometimes i think particularly with james gunn who obviously is the writer director creator of the show um yeah sometimes it's just fun to be silly yes but i do think he i don't know i think this type of humor right now works in superhero because he's we've talked about this i think when we talked about um suicide squad is is that it's it's an absurd world yeah and too many like marvel tends to really take it seriously in a weird way yeah yeah it's it's grounded first yeah and like yes there's jokes in marvel but they're not absurdist or rather as absurdist and i guess what it and they're certainly not as dark uh and i guess what it is is that like james gunn the thing that I like really like about him in superhero movies is he recognizes that all these elements can create these really surreal moments, such as Harley Quinn swimming in the eye of a giant monster mm-hmm. that's being With eaten all these by rats. rats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's that realization of like, we can, you can do fucking anything. Yeah. Uh, and so why are these movies so boring sometimes? This is, <laughs> and, and this is not boring. This for is reason. the main, the, the main thing I wanted to come, uh, hot out of the gate, just is guns ablaze and swinging, swinging my bat, um, is mm-hmm. Peacemaker and what James Gunn has done with, with these characters and with the Suicide Squad is the advantage that DC has over Marvel for sure, right? 
Like it's yeah. I actually, I actually wouldn't credit. So yes, James Gunn, big part of it. But I would say also the Harley Quinn show. So in my mind, someone in DC has a sense of humor. Well, this right? Yeah. I'll, let me finish my thought. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Which is DC is is completely 100% willing and game to take risks and do weird things and to not have everything be the same. Right? Like you could yes. never you could never dream of an R-rated show showing up in the MCU. Right. Uh, well, and, you, you could when it was on Netflix and then Right, but and not, then Marvel was like can't have this. Yeah, not and on I, Disney I Plus. Sh- yeah, I shudder to think what they're going to do yeah. with Daredevil on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's just everything that that the DC has a freedom that the MCU does not. Um yeah. the MCU has to be uniform and PG-13 and everything has to connect and it has to all look the same. It's it's the target thing, which I've brought up before right. where every target in America is supposed to look and feel the same. And that's kind of the MCU. And there's there's positives to that as well, but like you get But there's a lot of negatives. There's a I lot think. of negatives. I think it's more negative. So DC, even though I think more most of their stuff isn't that great, uh, but they have that freedom to do these weird shows, like following this like e- D list character, E list, well all the way right. down the alphabet. Uh, and it's it's weird and it's R rated and it's uh, it's different and it's the, different the, and, the it, and they do. Um, the last thing I wanted to get get out yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is they'll also do the one off stuff that's not connected. Like I did not like Joker, but like they made a one off Joker movie while they already have like Jared Leto playing him in a in a different continuity. Like they are not beholden to making sure everything connects and that's there's a freedom in dc that uh james gunn really takes advantage of uh and i i think that's really cool that's like helps that's an advantage it keeps it fresh it's it it it's a fun way to do a superhero story that you don't get from a lot of media right now because a lot of it it is so risk averse and brand conscious right and that that is really a really big problem and they're really shooting themselves in the foot because when we think about Batman's, uh-huh. um, and we think about what we like about Batman's, uh, I, I at least personally, I've talked about this as like my favorite Batman's are always the first of a new series. Mm-hmm. It's this Robert Pattinson thing. It's the first time we saw Affleck Batman. It's the first time we saw Val Kilmer. The first time we saw Christian Bale. And the the idea is like it makes so much more sense to take a property and then give it to people who put their own stamp on it yeah. and see different interpretations of the same mm-hmm. thing rather than having everything look and feel exactly the same for 20 films. It feel that feels like such a waste. Yeah. Cuz I do think ultimately with Marvel most of their films are going to be forgotten. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah. the ones that won't will be the more unique ones. The ones that, uh, yeah, the ones that stand out are more standalone, yeah, and the ones that have a more unique feel to them. Yeah, and uh, and so, like, it's funny because the person I remember saying this is Stan Lee, because people ask Stan Lee, I think when the stupid Fantastic Four movies came out, um, that, that was back when Marvel was doing standalone stuff, and they asked him, like, do you mind it when people change stuff? And he was like, absolutely not. I think it's fascinating to see something I made mm-hmm. or, you know, something that he, I, I don't, I don't know how much Stan Lee created, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. he, he said, it's fascinating to see something that I've created be interpreted in a new and different way. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the fun of this stuff. Well, that's the, that's like the beauty and the, the promise of adapting work, right? Or giving, yeah. giving, giving things to new creators is to see what are they going to do with it you know not to see right. how well they can fit into this box we've already made yeah exactly uh and so it is i think eternals is the biggest pro- one that like really s- boosted that in my mind because eternals was one where i looked at it and i was like this should have been a standalone they shouldn't have tried to like cram this in the mcu because it didn't work it was a bad movie too but like also it doesn't work uh and so like they're building it's like they're building this giant structure and now they're it's starting to topple you know because there's just too much shit on it uh that's uh, again at least in my opinion um 
but it's there's always been the problems with this the sameness of it all yeah and so yeah peacemaker definitely stands out for that reason i will say uh i'm a peacemaker centrist uh-huh. in that people had very strong opinions about this show on both sides <laughs> and yeah i did see some I, of that yeah because people got mad at the 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 you know the ending the the we'll justice ta- league we'll cameo about, yeah we'll talk about that sure yeah people got other people were like so into it and uh, like my where i come down on this first season is that i really enjoyed it yeah uh it was eight, about eight hours of my time that i really enjoyed uh fun show not not my favorite there's there's some things in it that was like you know, um, my biggest critique, I guess, is that I thought it was weird that the enemy is basically the same as in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, he just sort it's, of did it, it that is, again. You're you're 100% correct, yeah. It's, I also really enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, that's it's hard to... Uh, I can't deny that point, that it is the same villain as the Suicide right. Squad. Which we just got finished talking about the originality aspect. <laughs> yeah. It was like, what a weird choice. Like, th- there's a funny moment where they talk about the butterflies at the beginning and they joke of like, is this actually butterflies? Because Project Starfish, it was just a starfish. And then, of course, the gag is, oh, okay. Yeah, it is that. So, yeah, yeah. butterfly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, but- there's, there's, there are differences uh, and it's told in a different way, but like, so it's not a, it's not one to one by any means. It's not what we're saying, but like, no, it, but it's, it's like based like the bedrock level. It's like it's an alien that takes over people as drones, and it's like kind of sad when yeah, it gets and defeated. It's kind of sad, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a kaiju, and there's a kaiju, type. yeah, that gets yeah. defeated by somebody propelling themselves inside it. Yeah, and so th- that that is weird to me that it was like, <laughs> well, you could have done, you know, you anything something else. else. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, that's not a huge mark against it for me. Uh, it's no, weird. It's, oh, <laughs> it's, it's not weird. a huge mark against it. I would, I, I don't, I wouldn't count anything that I say today as a mark against it. I think it was a good show. I mm-hmm. think the people on it, I think they did a lot of uh, really smart things. It, I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, the jokes were funny, but I didn't find them hilarious, you know? uh the plot was good but i didn't find it i wasn't that emotionally invested like it it, and and to me that's still a success yeah because it's like i don't need that from peacemaker i didn't need uh, you know i but it's interesting that's uh, nobody needed this show like nobody asked for this show but like and i saw that point being made in in a few places by a few people but like nobody uh Nobody asked for Jaws, you know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody asked for Star Wars. Like nobody was, right. nobody was out there being like, "Man, somebody needs to make the, you know, the Godfather." Something. It's like no. It's sometimes you just make things because you want to make them and you have a story to tell. So, and I think that, yes, this show that, being made about this character, yeah, that's not popular. It was a weird, like when they announced they were doing a spinoff of John Cena's character, it was like really that guy, huh? All right. Um, but he sat down and, and put together a story that was like about things and, and had fun characters and cool shit in it and just all these weird, crazy ideas in it. So it's, yeah, I, I, those are, that's where the best things come from when it's just like, absolutely when you're creating something because you want to make it, not because, well, we got to get another Batman out there. So, right. And it seems like the way James Gunn has sort of prevailed in this climate, like in this superhero centric climate is exactly what you start like we're saying where it's like you take a property that the companies don't care about yeah you take guardians of the galaxy so they'll let you do what you want yeah and they're like sure man go nuts yeah uh and and then you and then you fucking own it yeah Uh, and that's what he's been doing yeah and now Uh, he's now he's in the position where he said himself or he can do pretty much whatever he wants now mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah and it's but yeah. he's not he's he, but you know what he's sort of attracted to yeah right you like know, he, you know he what likes yeah he likes underdogs but not just underdogs he likes bad people and finding mm-hmm. um i would not necessarily say redemption um but like understanding like obviously he he drew he drew some very uh clear lines in this yeah for example there is a white supremacist in this yes uh played by robert patrick 
who never gets redemption. No, he's <laughs> they don't just ever evil. make him sympathetic. Yes, no. he's just a bad guy. But you. But what they do is he happens to be Peacemaker's father. Yeah, and he be- he created this situation where like Peacemaker is a shitty dude, right? Yeah, like he's he's an asshole. Uh, he's he's like always on the line and this is where you learn why that is you know yeah you see the way he's raised and you're like oh he's fucked up and he's trying to do his best um yeah and there's and a, so there's another there's another element that james gunn really likes and that's like found family yes yeah no he likes found fandi- family and yeah the fact that your actual family is toxic and i don't know if that's a personal thing um, I'm not going to speculate there, no. but like, it's definitely something that he's showing in this and about the idea of like, we can't help how we're raised. We can't help where we came from, but we can change, you yeah. know, we can learn and change and grow. And, and that's kind of what Peacemaker is doing in this is they, they, you know, the, the idea is, uh, it's him dealing with these people who are absolutely, uh, calling him out as being a fucking asshole yeah uh and like the weird racist things he'll say or like you know and like and that's that's the idea is like kind of the 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 wokening of peacemaker a little bit Uh, yeah a little bit but not much there is a, a path for redemption for him for sure and for a, a few of the characters actually there's like I think uh, some of the best moments in the show, and you know, they're not huge. Um, it's the same thing we talked about with Suicide Squad. It's just it's just basic storytelling stuff, but it's there and it's done well. Um, yeah. So there's the best moments are when the team, you know, they first come together and they're sort of thrown together and none of them like each other. None of them want to be there. They all have different ideas and different personal agendas and everybody thinks they're gonna just kind of you know bite their lip and get through this assignment and then they never have to see each other again but like as the show goes on they start opening up more and the 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 best moments are when there's a breakthrough moment for pretty much every character right um and it's done really well and it's it's when they they sort of let go of what like the baggage they had brought with them into this you know found family uh, separate right. from where they came from and this kind of like decide to be a team basically and that's you know that's guardians and it's suicide squad it's a theme james gunn does a lot particularly in these superhero movies he really likes ensembles um yeah i, yeah. I would say that yeah james gunn there's a lot of things a lot of themes throughout james gunn there's always uh, um it's always going to be a little bit of a monster movie yeah uh it's always going to be dealing with people who need redemption like this um, there is definitely a pattern here, and I would say there is a risk of James Gunn being something that gets copied and copied and copied yeah. until we think of James Gunn's style as like Chud Abatow, you know, or mm-hmm. or I guess um, people were comparing him to, to Joss Whedon. What's his, Joss Whedon, which it's it's he's not They're similarities. The same. They're similarities, but they are very, very different in their approach, in their tone. Yeah. yeah. There's similarities in that it's it, it is very much the pattern of like oh we're superheroes and we're we're joking around you know like we'll say like kind of self-aware stuff that definitely james gunn joke writing style i there's a pattern yeah it's a bunch of characters are on a mission one of them says something they take you down this verbal labyrinth where it's like this person (laughs) says something that starts like a weird thread where they start arguing something you know petty or trivial uh like someone calls somebody something else and they're like that's not the right word for it and then they start arguing that and then someone has to go hey guys what are we doing we got to focus you know like there is very much a a pattern to a lot of the gags um i think what makes them work for me personally is they he has great people deliver them um and like i said i'm not blown away by it but it's entertaining enough yeah you know john cena we haven't even talked about is absolutely killing it he's that's what i was gonna say that's like the other thing james gunn has really done is given us wrestlers who are much better performers than we may have thought yeah yeah exactly wrestlers who it's like like, holy shit like batista was not the greatest wrestler and was a subpar actor and then he got guardians and like he's great now 
Yeah, wrestlers who seem to understand comedy more than you ever thought they would. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with John Cena, where it's like John Cena's like he's fine as a wrestler, and like the movies he'd done before this are very, eh, it's like whatever. But uh, he's really, you he, he, he kind of saw something in the Suicide Squad. We're like, oh, he could be a really, a really effective like villain in these movies. Mm-hmm. And then in Peacemaker, you get like a full leading actor performance where he has to be funny, and he's doing these weird stuff, and he's really great at comedic timing, and then he also has really. Uh, uncomfortable uh, emotional scenes like a lot of the stuff with him and his dad it's just he has to do a lot in this show and he's pretty good at it honestly he's fantastic yeah he's he's pretty great in this show because the other theme of this show is definitely the idea of professional murders as just completely fucked up they're all dipshits yeah yeah or they're all dipshits and sociopaths vigilante is fantastic he's my favorite uh, character <laughs> yeah he's very he's very um deadpool um yeah. I, it might just because his voice sounds to very a, similar to a degree um, he's not he's not he's not the same character he's no he's like in that same guy with a mask saying funny things in that voice that you know in like a voice that you don't really it's just expect a, it's just a very boring white guy voice it's just very yeah yeah there's nothing remarkable about it i think that's what is yeah. endlessly hilarious about him but, talking and yeah and his character really shines the moment the mask comes off yeah uh and then you see that it's like yeah he's just some little twerp just and guy. like yeah the idea is just that he's a sociopath mm-hmm. unlike peacemaker he's 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 completely content mm-hmm. um because this is about that's the other thing this is about peacemaker's journey specifically him being haunted by killing um what's his face in suicide squad flag yeah joel kinnaman yeah and it's about that idea that he's starting to question the uh, the concept of (laughs) i'm gonna kill you know every man woman and child that Mm -hmm. gets in my way for peace him starting to realize that he is the bad guy he's not the good guy he thought he was it seems uh, my one of my favorite things about Peacemaker, like he plays the character so perfectly in the Suicide Squad, you know, as this sort of one note. Uh, but then, of course, it gets expanded into an actual three dimensional person in the show. Uh, yeah. It seems like absurd, right? Like the, the gag is that he says, I love peace with all my heart. I cherish peace with all my heart. I'll kill any man, woman and child to get it. Like that seems absurd, but that's the exact mentality of of nuking Japan. You know, like it's oh yeah, we, yeah. we he's, killed he's, we killed thousands to save millions. Yeah, it's it's it is the mantra of of war. Um, right, and so it's it is absurd, but like it's also a very very it's, real thing that lots of people are conditioned to think exactly the same way he does. Right, it's the idea that. Yeah, whenever we invade an area, it's to it's to help them. Yeah, we're peacekeeping force. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's. I don't know what he was as a comic book character. I assume I it know. wasn't he, this. He's had a lot of iterations, that, like from Golden Age stuff, where he's just like a dude zooming around in a jetpack. So that's like kind of like a little Easter egg in the first episode when he keeps asking for a jetpack. Okay. I believe yeah. the first iteration of his character had one. I assume that this was like a Silver new Age, development I'm sorry, not on Age. him. Um, because I, d- I had seen old pictures of him, which again is the key is like, you take these superhero that people don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, like, I really appreciate that with this and suicide squad, suicide squad seems almost built for that, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like the point. Yeah. It's all these, yeah. all these, uh, low tier villains yeah. that nobody cares about. It's the, they're literally expendable. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's the same here is like. He is low tier. Uh, he has to deal with that. He has to deal with the fact that he's fundamentally a bad person. And so, like, his victory... And this is actually why I do think this was a good idea. I get... Again, people were cr- criticizing it. But at the end, they save the day and walk past the Justice League. And he's like, you're too late. Uh, and that's kind of the completion of his arc. Is, like, he actually gets to do something heroic. Um, or sort well, of even it's, it's, it's sort he's of. deeply conflicted about it yeah but his reasoning does make sense where he's like they would have killed you guys and it was like yeah that is true like mm-hmm. like it, it's it's a weird it's definitely one of those weird um things we've been playing with it's just the context concept of eco-fascism which i do think is a weirdly important thing 
for us to think about um only because to quote uh cody like cody has said like there's going to be a point where the right is going to accept climate change and their solution will be horrifying <laughs> and like that is kind of the th- the thing is like uh it's like it's like this this problem that we're faced with that could eat like we keep kicking the terrifyingly can and, solved yeah it, we yeah keep and kicking when it the becomes can too late the road until the only solution is going to be what the butterfly alien solution is which is to like mind yeah. control half the planet and like f- enslave humanity into saving earth right exactly and so it is it is a a, a th- something to think about i guess um i don't know the answer here mm-hmm. uh but like that 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 is and it's, it's also something we've been yeah superhero films specifically for some reason have been talking about it's it, i don't know if it's for the right reasons or not it's also interesting that that was the climax where he you know he's peacemaker comes from like his whole mantra is i don't i will kill anything for peace you know i, I don't the body count is irrelevant because peace is the ultimate goal um but this his the completion of his arc is that he's he is sort of forced or he does not force he's he chooses to stop thinking about it in the abstract you know what i mean like instead of just numbers he's putting actual faces to the people that will have to die in order to achieve this quote-unquote peace which are all of his friends all of his new family exactly it's the ends justifying the means where like he thought of it that way for so long right it's weirdly it's rorschach's arc from watchmen we're like yeah you're right at first he's like it doesn't matter but then in the end he ends up being like no we it's like every life matters we can't just kill all these people for the sake of the whole planet and pretend that we didn't kill all these people like that's wrong and that's kind of where peacemaker has that's what he decides he's like well i don't necessarily disagree with the idea of like we're gonna have to break several hundred thousand million whatever eggs in order to save earth but like you don't get who empowered you to make that choice. Like you don't right. get to decide that all of these people die so that the world similar can be saved. in Black Panther as well. Yeah, and it is actually I think a bad habit of superhero stuff that now that I'm we're talking about it spans both DC and Marvel, which is that they're still kind of strawmanning it. Yeah, which is like that obvious thing of like Thanos. You could create more resources, mm-hmm. you know, um, where they make it so that it's like they have to make this bold statement of like, not like this. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of didn't have to do it like that. You just created villains that did it that way. Um, and then of course the problem always is they say the villain. Yeah, they did have a point. And then they never like address that down the line. They just kill the villain, say they had a good point. And then like, like in the case of Black Panther, they just are like, we're going to create rec centers. Yeah. And then like, you never hear anything about it again. And it's like, okay, so yeah, I guess you didn't actually care. Like, well, yeah, that's, I mean, we'll see what, how, what happens with this storyline, but like, yeah, I, right, I, I see what you're saying. And also I feel like sometimes I feel like where this show landed anyway, is that sometimes there isn't an answer, right? Like yeah. he, uh peacemaker he kills the alien but he's like weeping as he does it and then he's like you know and then it's not like there's this sort of bittersweet ending where people's lives have sort of moved on and they're in different places uh it's it's not clear if that was the right choice and sometimes i don't necessarily need them to come down and be like definitive one way or the other sometimes things are complicated and there isn't an easy answer oh for sure but when it comes to like the message yeah like season two of this no idea what af- that's gonna be <laughs> well after what happened here shouldn't it be peacemaker being extremely concerned about the planet yeah like wouldn't that be what would happen is you go these aliens knew we were our planet is dying we need to do something about this like that's that would be what would have to happen well was, he they killed were- these aliens and he's basically said like no not like this and it's like well then it like do something yeah it's there's also an additional wrinkle to the aliens where they were like hiding out on this planet right so they were right they were quote unquote saving humanity but they were really saving themselves um right, yeah so and they we don't know for a fact that the world's gonna end they just decided it was uh so the 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 show also ends with um like 
Peacemaker, like everybody kind of has more or less a happy ending except for him. Like the show ends on a real kind of grim well, mark where it's he's back at home in his trailer and he's got the last alien, uh, Goff, I think was its name. Uh, right. He's still alive. Uh, and he kind of pours out the last of the of the creature's food that he had. It's it's they they destroyed this this giant kaiju alien that produces the only food that these little butterfly aliens can eat. So there's no more food left except what Peacemaker had in this jar, and he dumps the rest of it out for Goff to sit there and eat next to him on the porch while he's having a beer. And the ghost of his dead father, Robert Patrick, is also sitting next to him. So he's literally realizing that he is going to be haunted by these two decisions that he made for the rest of his life. Right. Well, just like he was haunted by... Just like he was haunted by Flag. So he's not actually... It ends by the show essentially yelling into our face that he has not actually found any peace <laughs> as right. much, all he wants is to have peace because he's this tormented dude who we find out he killed his brother by accident he has this complicated relationship with his dad that ends with him finally killing his dad because his dad is an evil man which they i would argue they spoiled that in the opening credits like i am um, i don't know about you in the opening the first time i saw the opening credits i saw i thought oh he's gonna kill his dad <laughs> Because he shoots at the camera and they cut to Robert Patrick. Oh. And it was like, oh, I thought they were screaming that at us. Oh, I think that um, was just a way to, to cut to a different setup for the day. I don't know, man. Him firing the gun. And That's true. I never thought Robert about Patrick. that. That's true. Yeah, I thought they were they were really telling us there. but And that is what happens. Um, luckily for Robert Patrick, at least, it seems like he'll be around. He's a ghost. In yeah, he's, gonna, yeah, he's just going to keep haunting Peacemaker the as same a racist way. Racist yeah. ghost. Same way he's haunted by flags, and so now he's going to be haunted by he killed two people that he cared about. Like he cared about his dad yeah. ultimately because he's. It's another thing I think the show dealt with well is getting into a little bit of the idea behind like trauma and and abusive relationships, especially when it's like your parents. Right. It's like there's. Um, uh, yeah, because uh, it's, he, it's, we know, it's, he's he was made to kill his brother by his dad. By his dad, yeah, um, and it's like, but it's still his dad. It's still and his that's dad. The, that's yeah, the weird thing. Yeah. There's, I've, uh, you know, I've known people who've had this extremely difficult relationship with their parents, where it's like, no matter what they do, you can't completely cut them out of your life because you're like, well, they're they're my parents. I can't. Right. I've also met people with the opposite where it's like, if you weren't raised by that person, it's like, fuck, I don't know him. Yeah. You know, like, like it can go both ways. But yeah. in this case, he was raised by this man. Yeah. And, uh, and that is his problem. Yeah. And it also ties him to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I, I feel like more superheroes should be constantly haunted. Um, honestly, yeah. That's one of the, <laughs> one of the best things in the MCU was the, the first part of uh, Civil War um right or i was gonna say um shane black's iron man because he's one of he much like james gunn like they should have made jane had shane black do more marvel stuff in Mm -hmm. my opinion for this reason he immediately looked at iron man and was like well he has ptsd right two kinds (laughs) yeah for (laughs) living being living living and being tortured in a cave for months and then also going to the edge of space (laughs) in an alien invasion it's the shit that like it's i get that it's like there's this i i'm even getting sick of the meta superhero stuff does that make sense where like stuff like the boys i love the boys but it's like you can only point out so many times that these characters are fascists um and you slowly you know the boys the boys is doing interesting things with that though i think but i see what i see what you're saying yeah you know what i'm saying where it's like superheroes to me have gotten so kind of boring that even the meta commentary is boring Mm -hmm. that said I don't consider it meta commentary to note these characters are fucked up. Yeah. That's the kind of the problem most of the time is that they don't do that. They don't like watching um, Hawkeye. You know what was one of the coolest things they did in Hawkeye? Did you see that? No. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a spoiler. Jeremy Renner can't hear in it. Yeah, I know. He has hearing aids. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, of course he would. Yeah. <laughs> they would all have hearing aids. Yeah. Um, and it's all that the people stuff who aren't like, meta humans. Yeah. Right, and it's like, if you want me to actually care about these worlds, you have to think about the logistics of what it actually would mean to be these people. Otherwise, they're just saying catchphrases. Um, and they, they, it's that thing where it's like, it has to inform them. Like, Captain America doesn't care that he's out of time until they need him to be. You know what I mean? Mm. 
where it's like i i you know i enjoyed endgame and infinity wars but like they only introduce it again in endgame like by the way he's missing his 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 loved ones from the fucking 40s but they don't they don't mention it throughout the series because they're like well it didn't serve our plot yet yeah um and so it's like you have to think about these characters as human beings and you can sort of tell when they don't because they don't consider that stuff uh until until it comes in handy whereas like this it's like it feels like it's character first yeah uh, it uh, feels only, like yeah 100 percent to the point where like i think only two of the characters are actual comic book superheroes or supervillains right. Peacemaker and, and Vigilante. The, oh, and Judo Master was running around in there too. Right. So, the, but there's really only oh, three. It's a, it's a big ensemble cast of something like ten characters, but only three of them are actually superheroes from the comic books. And right, and the superheroes are treated like humans. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. There's these moments, like uh, you know, like in Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn killing that guy. Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> it's like I'm and sorry, the killing kids the red flag. <laughs> Yeah, and the justification, it's like, yeah, she would do that, wouldn't she? Yeah, probably. Like, that, that is a really good, like, and so, like, that's really, it's, it's the, the people who are doing the best job with superheroes, um, who I would say is, you know, Taika and, and Shane Black in his one movie, yep. uh, and James Gunn, they tend to have the same thing in common, which is that they're thinking about what it would actually mean to be these people, as opposed to, um just like how cool it is yeah. you know like the way thor is treated is the same uh you know he's lost fucking everybody um which they they do actually to their credit in um endgame mm -hmm. too but it's like it, i don't know it's it's that's the stuff that's really important and that's why i think this show does really well yeah is like peacemaker throughout he's like fucking crying himself to sleep in this uh because he's living in this bubble that he knows he's in uh and that he knows he's not a good guy and he wants things to be different yeah and he there's a real it's f one of the best m moments for me and it's it it's simultaneously funny and also like really heartbreaking is i think it's it's early it's when he is sitting in his trailer and is just weeping because he yeah. knows everybody hates him and he knows yeah. he's a piece of shit and that like he's got He's got no hope for being a better person. He's just crying right. about it. And it it's so uncomfortable. And it goes back and forth between being on being funny because it's Cena and he's like blubbering, like, you're a stupid asshole and everybody hates you. But like it's also profoundly sad. Yeah. And vigilante catching him doing <laughs> yeah, his face exercises. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other element to his character is he's like a child, right? Yeah. Like they they he he's like a he's like an eight year old kid yeah. almost all the time. Mm -hmm. And it works. Like he it's it kind of reminded me because it's like the obsession with metal. It reminded me of the wrestler, where it's like, Oh yeah, the the days the glory time, days. Yeah. yeah, the glory days are gone. Mm -hmm. Uh and you can't get past it. Yeah. Um and yeah, these are all like really, really important details. Um, that James Gunn, again, is really good at mixing that stuff to make them narratively useful while also just making them fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's really cool. Yeah. It's, like not, his it's not easy to do. Like, it's he's not doing... It's, it's interesting because he's not doing, like, anything incredible, uh, but it's the tone is it's, it's not easy to achieve. Uh, and he does it really well. Yeah, he's, he's very good at it. Yeah, I, I am excited. I'm always I'm always excited for something that he does that isn't comic books because I do I I'm I'm excited for that stuff too. And I do think Gunn is gonna just have to, with his humor, evolve. Yeah, I I do think he's gonna have to, um, keep up yeah. a little bit. Of course, yeah, and that's yeah. that's always an issue. Um, yeah, because his stuff is so strong that it's definitely gonna get a lot of copycats. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's it's gonna get. A lot of fucking haters and like, uh, and like, yeah, even to the point of like, yeah, he did the same villain mm -hmm. in both. Yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. It's like, I do want to see a little, a little more different, different stuff, I guess. Yeah. And that but will like, be. But like, also. Oh, no, go, you finish it up. I was just going to say, also, who the fuck am I? Like, I kind of also feel that, which is like, this is part of why I didn't, I didn't really want to talk about this show is like, I, I don't, it was, I had a lot of fun like like ultimately it's like good job you know i i, I enjoyed it yeah uh, i was gonna say that really the only ding i can 
put against it, uh, like the only thing that kind of stuck out to me was some of the dialogue felt first drafty. Like there's a lot of mm-hmm. instances of characters just saying fuck when they're like yeah. uh, surprised or pissed or, or, or exasperated. So yeah. it just, a lot of the dialogue that wasn't the elaborate back and forth joke sequences kind of felt a little first drafty. Yeah, and but like I said, I whatever, do think there's you know. sort of a pattern to the joke that you jokes that you can pick up on. For sure. Um you kind of it starts getting predictable in that it's like, oh, it's gonna be this thing or this silly thing. That said, he's really good at setting it all up, so it's really fun to watch it all go. You know, the human torpedo stuff. Yeah, that was um, really, that was a really funny but, payoff. <laughs> yeah, but even that still he still manages to surprise me because I knew the torpedo was going to come up. I didn't know that's how he I was going to uh, yeah. kill the villain by risking her life by yeah. torpedoing, <laughs> torpedoing her. Like it was like that. That is too fucking funny. It was really, really funny. Yeah, and also yeah. the the predictable template of like the the team getting into an argument. It does you know help the narrative purpose of oh they're becoming a family because they're starting to yeah. argue over stupid shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. But it, it, it's it's very much there's very much his I I just I want to see him kind of do something drastically different next because Suicide Squad was the same they're all arguing and they all become a family mm-hmm. you know um, yeah. and it's all kind it's all kind of the same beats so I I just am curious to see like you know Slither two I don't know yeah just <laughs> Super two yeah, holy shit yeah. man yeah just Super's give me, a wild know. movie yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 this is exactly what I needed. Yeah. I, I will give that to, to DC. And then obviously it's, it's, it's a James Gunn project. It would not exist without him. Um, DC was very, the moment when I remember like Marvel fired James Gunn and DC was like, we'll grab, yeah, right over here, buddy. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. That was the smartest thing they did. That and just the Harley Quinn show where they clearly are like, willing to embrace the adult and the humor side yeah more than marvel and that is go ahead oh that is just it it does give them it gives them an edge yeah it gives them an edge and i can see a future Mm -hmm. where we're back praising dc where we're all about dc there's so much freedom in like doing a a movie like peacemaker or suicide squad or, or yeah and even joker like even though i don't like that movie it is remarkable that they would just make such a a bold one shot weird alternate universe Joker movie in the middle of this like extended universe they're trying to set up to compete with Marvel. Yeah. Like and they'll I mean, do these weird one offs and take these weird chances. And that's, I can, like you said, I could see a future where they keep doing that and it starts being really cool. Well, also, like, look at DC's history. They've uh, kind of always done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is that I think Marvel is, they did a lot of great things. But they've kind of designed themselves to burn out a lot quicker. Uh, and they're going to have to, like, reassess some stuff, I think. And yeah. DC has always been chugging along at this very stable rate doing this one thing, which is simply taking their properties, giving them to talented artists, your Richard Donners, your Tim Burtons, yeah. and saying, do what you want, create a world. And then when they're done, when they're like, okay, we told that story, let's get a new person. Yeah. You know, like, okay, let's tell a trilogy about Batman where at the end he, he's done. It is. Uh, and, and then fucking let's just stop and make a new Batman series after that. Let's tell. It's really about the fact that they're telling complete stories uh, and then moving on. And where Marvel is like, the story's never going to end. And it's like, it really needs to. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Uh, do something else. Yeah. Evolve. I don't know. Evolve. Yeah. No, it's that. It's 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 also probably Disney, where it's like with yeah. Star Wars and stuff, where it's yeah, like... Yeah, doing the same thing with Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to end the MCU... And then think about what you're going to do next. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, and DC sort of just, they always do it. Um, that, you know, like is so far right now is Nolan's Batman, like the last superhero thing that ended. I think it might be the only one that ended on its own terms. On its own a- and terms. And ended, ended by 
telling a complete story. Although you could argue Raimi's Spider-Man kind of tells a complete story. Yeah, I think Raimi's Spider-Man was supposed to. And yeah. I I think, um, I don't know. And then they, I guess with Superman, it was like it didn't matter. They just kept tacking on sequels. Yeah, they just made sense. no one it, gave it, a shit it, about. Yeah, Superman became Batman, right? Like they... They right. had two movies that were sort of related, and then the next two just didn't really have much to do with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and weren't really continuing or completing any storyline. I like. I think Nolan, Raimi, Raimi's Spider-Man and Nolan's Batman, I think are the only ones that, well, uh, I was about to say the, the original X-Men movies, but that's not fucking true at all. Uh, yeah, Because uh, Days of Future Past made it all one continuity, and now it's a big old MCU mess, so yeah. Yep. It's rare. Yeah, and like- it's rare, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's a big problem uh, that they don't end. Uh, that it kind of that's the stuff where it's like it feels like it feels like that's what makes a classic, right? Uh, seeing the ring go into Mount Doom. Uh, I guess seeing fucking Voldemort explode. Like these are the these are the moments mm-hmm. that we're all waiting for. Uh, the thing ending the story being completed mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know this is a different conversation it's just weird to me that superhero films seem to have trouble with that concept even though they seem built to have a beginning middle and end yeah yeah um it's know. weird it's weird to me like you have a bad guy you defeat the bad guy like you can do that in three films and make it make sense like matter i don't know whatever yeah who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, who gives a That's shit? the other thing. Who gives a shit? Like I, I don't know. I really, yeah. This was fun. Yeah, it was metal yeah. music. Yeah, all the, all the I, Steve Agee was there. Steve Agee, Steve Agee was like a major character, and he yeah. he had one of my favorite emotional moments in the series, where he's pretending to be an alien, and they stop him, um, and he has to as he's pretending to be an alien because they just sort of dispassionately recite whatever they are finding in their host body's brain he has to just kind of talk about himself and all of his insecurities and it's this very painful moment for him and and the whole team is listening uh it's a it's a really good moment and it's fucking steve agee yeah so i i i think the show is 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 good it's good it works um it was fun it's good it has emotional beats it it remembers to make you give a shit about its characters uh the comedy is woven into the story so it never feels out of place uh good show yeah as long as nobody uses like a war to promote it on twitter uh cena's bad at that yeah no not great Uh, not great cena yeah uh bad idea should have someone should have told you that Although Cena is one of like two wrestlers that didn't go wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, thanks. <laughs> He's trying. He's, He's trying. trying. He's like. trying. Yeah. Did uh was Dead Man on Campus in this? He was, yeah. That he was I couldn't remember his name from Dead Man on Campus. Uh Lachlan right. Monroe is the actor's name, but he is the dude that actually stops Steve Agee and is like, What's up with your with your yeah, host's yeah, beard? Yeah, yeah. Why does it look like that? It's weird seeing him in things. He's one of those people that's like, I can't see you not as like a teenager right not as the crazy like, dude from yeah. dead man on, well, i wish i could remember his name from dead man on campus but yeah he's he's just he's been showing up and stuff since then but yeah, yeah it's he, always he like in stuff but yeah it's always like a little um what's the word jarring jarring yeah jarring is the, the same i always see him and think of ah oh, fucking dead man on campus yeah <laughs> Yeah. A movie no one talks about. <laughs> no one talks about the. I remember that movie being fucking wild. It's pretty. It's Z- fucking pretty Zach. Great. Zach. When the moment Zach shows up in that, I was like, now we got a fucking movie. This yeah. is fucking wild. Yep. Uh, incredible yeah. film. Incredible film. I think about, try- I about seen it trying in to pressure your years. about trying to pressure your roommate into killing himself. Yeah, I remember it came out the same year as the Curve, the Curve which was yeah. like the which dark, is, serious version, which was of the it. thriller version of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Starring Matthew Good Lillard. Stuff. Good stuff. We should watch those. We could. We could do that. We should definitely yeah. watch The Curve. Yeah, we should definitely watch should The watch Curve. We should watch The Curve. You guys are hearing us plan sucked. a, plan a uh, movie night in real night in real time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, watching the, listen to the magic happen in yeah. real time. I don't have anything else uh, to say about Peacemaker. It's good. No, Peacemaker, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was good. Enjoyed it. I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it and more of what James Gunn does, not just in the DC 
playpen, play pen, but with like any other idea. I like James Yeah, Gunn. unfortunately, right now he's until he's tied up in superheroes for a while. Yeah, he's the got la- Guardians he's working on, yeah. Do you want to know what the the last non-superhero thing he ever did was? That he directed? I'm pretty sure, well, it's if I'm pretty I'm sure it was super, you. but unless you want to nope. count that as being superhero. It was movie 43. Oh, right. He did a segment in that. <laughs> yeah. That they didn't so, even put like, in the movie. They run it over the end credits. Yeah. So, James Gunn, I just want you to think. You're definitely listening. Think about that. You know? Maybe do movie 44 next. We've been waiting for it, honestly. Yeah, we're I know all Adam waiting Todd for Brown it. will be very happy to have movie 44 yeah. come out. <laughs> Dennis Quaid has only gotten more unhinged so he can play the same character. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah. please. Yep. Oh, all right, yeah, fun, fun show. Good job. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. If you're interested, you can go to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. Um, for just five dollars a month, you get access to exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. Those are all available. Five dollars a month. For ten dollars a month, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Such as um, the curve, I guess. Yeah, we're probably going to watch that. Yeah, um, we'll, pro- we'll probably watch the curve. It's I guess probably going to happen, and you could watch it with us. We also have a store. Uh, head over to GameFanEmployed.com, where you'll find a link to our Teespring store. Where you can uh, check out all kinds of cool original artwork that you can get on T-shirts, stickers, mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so check that out and leave us a yeah. review. Leave us a leave review. us a review. We read them. We really do. Yeah, I I read them in the shower. Mm-hmm. I burn through phone, phones, but I yeah, it's important. I go in the shower. It's important. Yeah. It's the price we pay for greatness. For greatness, art. This isn't art. It's the price we pay mm. for our network. <laughs> yes, it's the pr- yeah, burning through phones. Just my my drain is covered in phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally people are fishing hair out of the drains. Dave is fishing old phones. Mm-hmm. There's a razor That's, down there. The Nokia, yeah. not the uh, not not the personal grooming the, uh, razor, tool. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's actually the it wasn't a Nokia. Of... It was I forget. This listen doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> this listen, is spiral we, we, out of control. We're, 